Hey peeps, it's me, Christine, and I want to share with you a game-changing product that has improved my sleep and daily health. So let's dive in. You all know through my journey, I have struggled with sleep, being afraid of it, not getting quality sleep, and not being able to regulate my temperature throughout the night. I definitely learned the hard way, but sleep matters big time. It's when your muscles repair, your brain detoxes, and your body can work on cellular renewal. We just can't afford to miss out on an adequate amount of high-quality sleep, which is kind of hard when you have a rare disease. There's not much that I control in this real life, but one of the easiest and most effective ways to get better sleep every single night is through temperature regulation. Studies actually prove cooler temperatures lead to a deeper, more restful sleep, and that insomniacs actually lack this natural drop in core body temperature, which is what keeps them up at night. Personally, I run hot. This means that even if my room is super cold, I wake up in a pool of sweat, uncomfortable, changing my clothes several times throughout the night. It's frustrating for obvious reasons, and this is why I was so relieved to discover this transformative products from Chili. The Cube from Chili Sleep is a system that fits right over the top of your mattress and uses water to control the temperature of your bed, which helps lower your internal temperature and triggers deeper, relaxing sleep. Since water has 30 times more thermal conductivity than air, these systems are a lot more effective than just cranking up the AC. I mean, I keep my house at 65, so it has to be true. Ever since I started using the Cube system, I've noticed I fall asleep a lot faster, sleep deeper, and wake up feeling fully rested. (laughs) Now, my wife is not a polar bear like me and likes to sleep a little bit warmer, so I love that we can each have our own temperatures on either side of the bed. Chili products can range between 55 and 115 degrees. Right now, Chili is offering my audience a really great deal. When you go to chilisleep.com backslash findyourrare20, you get 20% off the Cube All Sleep Systems with Find Your Rare 20. Sleep is something we could all use more of, and we can all take small steps towards getting better sleep to improve our life in big ways. I hope you'll check out the Chili Sleep System and see why I love their product so much. Hey peeps, we're back for another episode of Because We Are Strong. This week, I'm sitting down with Mama Bear for Rare, aka Michelle, a mom of two beautiful children, Noah, who is four years old and neurotypical, and Haley, a beautiful warrior battling Jordan syndrome. I'm your host, Christine, flying solo today without a script. <laughs> so let's dive in. This is the Because We're Strong podcast, where we sit down every week to get your stories and insight on how to navigate this rare life. You can expect everything real and raw in the hopes that your story, along with ours, helps another person who is dealing with a similar rare struggle. So grab your favorite drink, a comfy blanket, and buckle in, because rare disease isn't for the faint of heart. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Michelle, we're so excited that you're here. I mean, I have loved communicating with you on Instagram. Your energy, your vibe is everything. So tell me how you entered this rare, this rare kind of life. So, um, you know, my, I have two children, as you said, and, um, I never really knew about this life. It was really never on my radar. And, um, my second child, my beautiful daughter Haley was born. And from the moment she arrived, 
nothing went the way I thought it would. Um, and I just saw her and there was nothing that specifically stood out to me that made me question things, but I just had this gut instinct that there was something that I needed to investigate. And that's kind of how the journey started from the moment she arrived. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have two questions. Yes. One is going to be, was the, like, did you feel anything different from Noah to Haley in pregnancy? So I was completely naive with my son. I literally had no idea what pregnancy was like, what having a child was like. I was just like, all right, it's time. Let's do this. And um, Haley was actually um, a twin and we lost the um, twin early on in the pregnancy, but that kind of took Oh my gosh. Yeah. It took so much. a whole nother rare part of this journey. Okay. So that must've been hard for you guys. It was, it was definitely hard. It was, we were both weirdly enough. I said to my husband, I have this weird feeling that there are twins and he's like, but there's no twins in our family. Like it doesn't make sense. And again, I just kind of, I don't know. I totally believe in like a woman's instinct and I was right. And, um, and I also had a feeling that I had lost the twin. Um, early on in the pregnancy. And it was actually confirmed at my, I believe, 10 week appointment. Um, so yeah, so I, I mean, it was that definitely kind of jump started this pregnancy on not the best note. And the pregnancy just felt a little different the whole time. I, I can't explain it. I just had this strange feeling throughout. I'm not a mom. Um, I want to be, we'll see what the future holds and this very journey, but I call it like mom guts right? Like this, I don't know, my mom, I felt like my mom always like just knew things. And I, I, I think that's a mom thing and a dad thing too. But ultimately, it sounds kind of like you just knew in your gut. And then where'd you go from there? Like, how did you get anyone to listen? It, it definitely took a while. Um, it, I don't, sometimes I still feel like I'm fighting the fight. You know, like I, I feel like there's things that I notice or things that I want to address, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for the fight or I'm not ready for, you know, the battle with doctors and providers, but you know, it's so real. It it is. And it's, it's an insane journey that I think, you know, people can be on the sidelines, but until you're actually in it, until you're on the battlefield, like it, it doesn't feel like something you can relate to. Yeah, I love that you said that because I I refer to it to the land of the living and the land of the sick, right? Yep. And they they're parallel worlds that run in which the living can see the sick, right? But and they can go in and out of the world. However, the sick gets caught in this invisible like shield that the healthy can't understand. That's my my little you know like Star Trek, Star Wars, I don't know um, way of thinking (laughs) of it. But before we get to, because I know this is, you know, you've done so much amazing work. Can you tell our listeners exactly what Haley's condition is? Sure. So Jordan syndrome is pretty complex um, because within it, there are so many different variants. And within the variants, um, Haley specifically has a mutation on the gene PPP2R5D. And on her gene, it seems to vary from each individual. Um, and those things can include hypotonia, which is something Haley 
truly struggles with. And from the moment she arrives. I'm sorry. Can you tell me what hypotonia is? Absolutely. I'm so sorry. It is. No, don't muscle. be sorry. I feel like I feel silly saying it, but I want to know. <laughs> yeah. So it's low muscle tone. So the things that a lot of people don't have to think twice about are, are truly a struggle for her. Just getting her head up, um, sitting. She's still not sitting at 15 months, but she is getting there. And let me tell you, this kid is a fighter. She has been in therapy since like two months of age. So I am so proud of her. She is just so strong, even though that strength is just not there for her, but she works for it every single day. Um, So that's definitely something that a lot of the kids experience. So um, naturally, because you guys are all at home laughing at me or in your cars laughing at me, but there's no script, so I'm all over the place, but I love you all. And Michelle is so kind to deal with me, but I just want to kind of uh, rewind one second. So this this pregnancy comes and you feel like something's off. You're in the, correct me if I'm wrong, somewhat in the middle of COVID and you lose a child, like one of the twins. And, and then, you know, your child comes out and you feel like something's wrong. Can you walk me through the diagnosis process, how that impacted you? Noah, your husband. Sure. So when she was born, it was probably like, I'm going to say a week before COVID like really hit the world, especially the United States. Um, And so I was in the hospital and we thought we were kind of going in and we were going to have visitors because of flu season. And then, nope, it was COVID. So no one could come in. And we also had my son. So my husband was tending to him you know, at home. So he was back and forth. And it was really, really isolating because I couldn't have too many visitors. And I was literally pleading with the nurses and the doctors. And and I felt like I was I was almost like trying to get them to say no, I don't see what you're seeing. But I was like, do you notice this? Do you do you think this is off? And, you know, some people agreed with me. And some people said, I kind of see what you're talking about. And I did ask for more genetic testing. And, um, they did do that for me, which I really was so appreciative of. Um, so they did that and I didn't have an answer obviously until we got home. If you don't mind me asking what hospital we like, I would like to shout out the hospitals that, you know, are listening to, you know, moms in some sort of way. So what hospital, um, so it's actually Holy Name Hospital in Teaneck where my husband actually works. And let me just tell you, it is the most, it's a small hospital and it is the most phenomenal hospital out there. Not only did I have T-O. You, I'm Time. Sorry. Teaneck, New Jersey. Yes, Teaneck. Oh my god! What now? Uh-oh. Um, oh <laughs> man, I so northern New. I grew up um on the border of Mawa and Suffren. Stop! We lived in Mawa. Okay, so we're gonna take this offline. Shout out uh, to mom <laughs> who who uh you know owned the Mawa Dairy Queen. If you've ever been there, mom. Oh my gosh! Yeah, of course I have. Okay, I'm cross. I'm cross. <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, sorry, I get too excited when it comes to locational things. We're having to do this after the show. Absolutely. But I I felt like our, the listeners needed to hear how small the world really is. Exactly. So (laughs) Teaneck Hospital though, strongly recommended. Yep. Um, and we'll get there, but Haley's whole therapy team, um, and her teachers, they're just fabulous and they have taken care of her. Like, She's their own child. So she couldn't be in a better place. That's amazing. Um, so you got the genetic testing. 
And does it come up clear? So we got the genetic testing. Everything was clear, but again, it was like a baseline genetic testing. And, you know, it's no one's fault because Jordan syndrome really wasn't on the map, you know, until I'm going to say seven years ago. Um, so really it wasn't on anyone's radar at all. So, um, yeah, and COVID had just started. So it wasn't like I could just take her to doctors and, you know, can you see my, my child? Um, so it was really just this journey of what do I do? Who do I call? And I became obsessed with just being on Google day and night. I was, and it was just going to ask this exact Google. question. Besides Google, I was wondering if you experienced any, um, I, I don't want to use strong words, but like medical gaslighting in terms of like, you know, the medical community was dealing with so much. And then, you know, there's a mom who's just like, I am, you know, saying I know something's wrong. And did you get a lot of pushback? Like, or were you, you feel like people were like on top of trying to figure this out with you? To be honest, a little bit of both. I felt like, I guess the thing I was grabbing at any straw I could possibly reach. And so I was calling the pediatrician and I was like, I think she is this. And I was, I was diagnosing her with whatever like I could find. And she really fit nothing, you know, like she wasn't fitting a specific diagnosis, obviously, because it wasn't the correct one. And, you know, and the pediatricians are like, no, I don't think so. And, you know, it, they were, they were as helpful as they possibly could have been during this insane time in society, like a time we've never seen in, at least in my life, I've never seen something like this. Pandemic. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, there's like, a, and you know, there was so much going on, but the reality of it is a lot of people though, who's, you know, I'm sorry, you know, the picture you sent me of Haley, right? She looks like a beautiful, adorable, 15 month old baby. Right. And of course there's, you could, I mean, now I feel like that I'm in this community. I look at things slightly differently. Right. But ultimately that invisibility aspect really hinders a lot of, you know, progression of like getting diagnosed and stuff. So how did you get there? Right. So, I mean, she did have some things that stood out medically that I think and and let me tell you, I am not a medical professional in the slightest. I am a middle school teacher. So, <gasps> oh my gosh, where? <laughs> uh, I'm in Montclair, amazing school district. Oh my goodness, like no way. Mommy, you have a connection. I have a, a huge connection, Mom. Are you listening out there? My mom used to own um town video in Montclair, uh, right it. in the middle of town. I was spent. <laughs> Every weekend there with my mom, I'd go to work with her. Anyway, um, whoa, I just feel so connected to you as if I didn't already. <laughs> but we've definitely crossed paths at some point. There, there's no doubt. Especially Dairy Queen, like I was there with my pregnancy when I was with with Noah, like all the time. So I'm sure we crossed paths at I, some I'm, point. This is amazing. <laughs> this is probably my favorite episode. Um, so you're a middle school teacher. You're and a great Googler. That's where that's where we're at, right? Oh, yeah. I am probably the best Googler you will ever meet. I can find anything on Google. Um, so, yeah. So I spent my time Googling anything that stuck, you know, anything I noticed about her. You know, she she's smaller. And, um, you know, I looked that. I looked up her stature. And um, she's just a small girl, which I, could have something to do with her syndrome. Maybe not. 
But um, I looked that up and literally everything that I found, I was like, okay, she has this. And it just didn't feel right. Even when I thought she had something, it still did not feel like I was correct. But I needed something to stick so that I could get an answer. Even though I didn't want an answer, I wanted an answer, if that makes sense. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Every day. And Every I think day. It's so, um, I think it's so incredible. Right? Like, I'm not a mom. You are a mom. You don't have a rare disease or a chronic illness. I do. And the connections we can make and the feelings that we can feel are still so like relevant to one another. But that's right. what I like love about this you know, community that we're building is that it's really just come as you are um, and and share your journey no matter what it is. Um, and so totally. I, just, I love that. And I never thought this was a community I would be a part of. And it never was something, like I said in the beginning, it wasn't on my radar. But honestly, I have never felt more connected to people I've never even met. And that to me is so special. So. I love that you said that because we're around the same age and I grew up in a time where like, like ASL, like age sex location, you didn't talk to strangers, like ain't like there was like this huge no, no about, um, being on the internet and talking to strangers. Right. And now I find that strangers are my best friends. Like I lean on them consistently. I I'm there for them as, you know, as if I was right next door. And that to me just blows my mind every time. Yeah. It, I have formed some of the strongest relationships with some of the other parents in specifically the Jordan um, community. But even, you know, on Instagram, I've talked with so many different people and they have different journeys, whether it's their journey or their child's journey. And we've just formed these insane bonds. And I feel like sometimes I want to message them before you know, my friends that I've known for years, just because they get it a little bit more. And it's just a little bit easier of a connection. You know, and it's also, um, do you ever find that it's like, you know, sometimes you have to just disappear. Sometimes you come to podcasts without a script. And it's hard, I think, for people to understand those things, right? Like when you go missing for a few days, because you have like just too much to handle, and you have to focus on Haley's health or you know, you show up to something a little frazzled because of like what it is. Um, the sense of not having to explain why and get those looks of like, uh, what do I say is sometimes the best part, right? Like it's just knowing that you can come in whatever state and somebody will understand. It's so crazy that you even brought that up because obviously, you know, I love Instagram and you posted something actually today and it said, everyone fights a battle you know nothing about. And I, I don't know if you if you wrote that or you reposted it, but I was like, oh my gosh, that is that's mine. It's yours. I love it. Well, it is I'm sure it's some cool. like other person like way back in the day, but I've been using it for rare since to try to get the message across. <laughs> it's yours and I love it. And honestly, I feel like it's just so real. And even though this isn't my specific fight in the sense that I am not the one with Jordan syndrome. She is like this. I don't know. She's just this part of me that it's this extension that, you know, I feel like 
I am experiencing in a sense. I was just going to say, Michelle, how can you cut yourself short like that? Like this affects everybody who is close to you that stands by you, if that makes sense. Like, right. Like there's no way that like Noah, your husband and yourself aren't deeply affected. Like you are just as much, much a part of the rare community as Haley is because no one will understand what Noah goes through like another glass sibling, like, and the dads and the moms, like, and it's funny. Cause I think that a lot of times your guys version of the, the story doesn't always get told because you're so fiercely advocating for your children that you forget to sit, like talk about the fight that you go through every day, the worry, the emotions, like that is not, like you're a superhero. Oh, thank you. So are you, obviously you're, you know, you're doing it. I'm doing it without a kid though. And let me tell you, like, I, I mean, I love kids, but there's, you know, there's a lot on your plate and then there's the emotional stuff. So, um, when we get back from this quick break about Consali Doc, I'm going to dive into what you did with all those emotions. Have you struggled to keep your medical records today? Do you carry huge binders from doctor to doctor only to find out you don't have what they need? Trust me, I get it. And for a long time, I pushed off the dreaded task of organizing my medical records. But procrastinate no more, people. Consolidoc is a real game changer. Consolidoc helps me collect and manage all of my medical information using one portal. Awesome, right? Well, it gets better. Once you have an account, you can submit as many record requests as you would like. And it gets better. Each one of these requests takes less than 30 seconds and poof, you're done. That's right, you heard me, you are done. The Consolidoc team takes care of the rest. And the best part, monthly subscriptions start at $10.99 for adults. I know, is this real life? Having access on the go to all my medical records has allowed me to concentrate less on the paperwork and more on my wellness journey. So don't waste another moment. Head over, start taking control of your records your way at consolidoc.com. Okay, so circling back to Jordan syndrome for a second, I'm curious to know, like, what, how does her condition, like, um, manifest for her? And then what is her daily routine like? Sure. So um, a lot of individuals that are living with Jordan syndrome can face hypotonia. So they have low muscle tone. So things like head control or sitting up or crawling and walking are all things that, you know, either happen at a later time or some, some individuals um, are still, you know, working towards that. Um, There's language and um, language difficulties and delays. Um, Haley also, she deals with seizures and that also varies with age. Some, some uh, individuals um, experience that when they're babies, some in adulthood. Um, Haley experienced that. I noticed about like one year old, um, when she was one. So, you know, we're following her. She has MRIs and EEGs. Um, so that definitely takes, you know, quite a bit of our time and, and care. Um, and interesting enough, a lot of individuals that have Jordan syndrome did have difficulty at birth and 
when, so she was a planned C-section. She was actually a month early. So that part wasn't planned, but, <laughs> um, she decided to come a month early and, um, she was breached and they had a really difficult time getting her, you know, out if you will. And, mm-hmm. um, in hindsight, it makes so much sense. It's because she had hypotonia and it was just hard to kind of grab her and, and get her out. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I wanted to give a shout out to the doctors because that must have been for them just like an insane, you know, routine delivery that it wasn't so routine for them. You know, it took a lot longer and, you know, I, I have to give them so much credit for that. I didn't even think of that. Like I, it sounds silly, but right. Like, um, if your if your body is more like, you know, I don't know, lack of a better word, like, I don't want to say mushy. That's so bad, but if it's lack of muscle tone, there we go. Right. Um, <laughs> then that must be really hard, right? Like to like be safely, even in a C-section, like, right. Grab, grab the child out safely. Right. Even like bath time still is, um, you know, it's difficult oh gosh, because yeah. it's not that easy to grab her, but she's getting so much stronger. So that is, is it's becoming something that's just easier every day, but that's something that a lot of people don't even really think about. And, you know, going back to like what you kind of, what you stand by, everyone's fighting a battle, you know, nothing about like something like that. No one really thinks about or knows about. And it's not something I tell people, but that's something that, that does worry me. Um, you know, I'm giving her a bath, which should be like a fun time, but you know, I worry like getting her out sometimes and, you know, it's, it's the little things that are to us bigger. Yes. Well, the first, like you said, um, I'm sure that I, I'm looking as we were, we're at my in-laws right now and just to, for myself, a 20, yeah, you're so cute, Christine, a 33 year old <laughs> adult. Like I have like four <laughs> different bags with met between medications, fans, regulating temperature, like, and I need my wife to assist me because like packing all that stuff is overwhelming. Right. And I'm 33. So like for you guys, I can only imagine how much more you have to be hyper vigilant and think about different situations that could happen. And it's also kind of like a little bit of a new milestones cause new grief, like grief isn't linear. Right. Totally. So I just want to ask also, so what's the, is it a genetic, one is a genetic mutation and two, like what's the prognosis or like, is it just like, a, is it going to be chronic? Is it progressive? So um, it's a rare mutation that happens on the gene. And uh, they believe it happens like in utero at some point. That that part, I'm not particularly sure. Um, long-term wise, again, because it's, you know, such a rare syndrome and because it's really still being studied, um, you know, it varies for each individual. Um, for Haley, I know that it's, she's just going to get stronger and stronger and something that keeps me going and my husband and my family every single day is that Jordan's guardian angels, the foundation behind, um, Jordan syndrome, they're literally every single day doing cutting edge science research and, I know in my heart of hearts when they say there will be a treatment and there will be a cure, I know that it will happen. So, you know, I, I think that her future is really bright. And I think that her, you know, Jordan syndrome friends and, you know, I, I think that there's a really bright future ahead for all of, you know, the children and individuals affected. 
Wow. When we get back from this commercial break, I want to talk about more about the Jordan Syndrome Foundation and kind of how you use your experience to turn it into action. So um, I love hearing about the Jordan Foundation and, you know, just this idea that like, there's no other possibility, right? Like, except for to fix this. And like, that's how I guess I feel. I want everyone to, to be that's my, my purpose of trying to bring everything from the invisible visible, no matter what it is, is that, you know, it's not just about being alone. We can't fix things. We don't know. We can't, you know, I'm a firm believer and Dr. Fagenbaum entertained this conversation with me as well, that like, are there 7,000, you know, different rare diseases? Are there overlaps? Like what, what's the deal? And how, and how can we find common medications that work when you get slapped with a diagnosis and you have like, you know, four other diagnoses that come with it kind of thing. So I love that. Can you tell us more about, um, your work with the Jordan syndrome and then ultimately, you know, your blog, which mind you is what caught my eye in my like DMS was your cute little like bear, your mama bear for rare. Like I am very kitschy like that. So I love it. Can't wait. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many possibilities out there with science and let me remind you, I teach English um, and special ed, and I am literally the furthest away from science. I do not understand it, but I feel like I have made it my business to understand as much as possible because I want to be part of this amazing breakthrough research. And, you know, like you said, like this almost crossover, Jordan syndrome is connected and linked to so many different things that I think that if they can just unlock this, you know, key and this mystery, then it's going to really unlock a lot of mysteries for different diseases. I mean, it's, it's linked to, you know, autism and, and certain cancers and, um, Alzheimer's. So I, I just think that it's, it's something that will change the face of science, you know, moving forward. Yes. And I, I wonder how you feel about this. Um, real quick is just in terms of, this idea that like we kind of all silo, right? Like, you know, you have Jordan said you have that. What made you, I guess, reach out to rare and other places that, you know, may not have been exactly the silo you were in. Cause I think it's so important, right? Like, I don't think, I think there needs to be a, of course there's a place for, you know, then niching down and like the exact like gene mutations. And I think that's great, but I know what it's like to Google something and there'd be three things. Like, how do we like fix that? And I feel like you're a great person to ask because you, you know, I know you reached out to myself and others. So I feel like that's your philosophy as well. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think that, you know, obviously, like I've said, like my journey, it, it wasn't an easy diagnosis because there was really no literature out there describing everything she was facing. So I actually, you know, the neurologist who um, diagnosed her sent me to the Jordan's Angels Facebook group. And that's really where I found my information. I found my community. I found my people. And, you know, if you Google it, there's really not much out there. And I've I've taken Haley to doctors and they're like, you know, I don't really know much about this. And and I love that they're open and they want to know about it. 
And it's almost like I went to medical school, which I definitely didn't. But, um, but you know, it, it just it felt like there needed to be more information so that there's not parents, you know, sometime in the future in my position, because it was the most isolating time in my life where I just felt like I needed an answer and there was no answer to be found. And I just think that the more information that's out there, the more understanding, awareness and advocacy that's out there. I think that there will be someone in my shoes one day that will Google it and be like, okay, now I know yes. where to go. Now I know what to oh do. Oh my gosh, you sing to my heart because I, I mean, <laughs> um, if you look, if, if you ever read the original blog, like it's, um, it's actually a journal entry from my diary in which I basically say, like, I never want another twenty-seven-year-old, you know, girl lost and isolated, feeling like at her rock bottom to to not find somewhere to go right to be especially because like there's it's hard to tell what communities are safe not in a bad way but when I would go online and try to get into these communities I felt like I was an imposter because there was like all these questions and I was like well I'm not diagnosed I don't know I don't want to be rude I don't want it so it creates like you know like what do I do um and so I just love that you said that and with speaking about blogs you know I (laughs) Happen to know a really good one, Mom Bear for Rare. Thanks, girl. <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little bit about like how you started writing, why you started writing, um, and what what your website is? So I'm going to be honest. One night I was in bed. I was just feeling so. I don't know. I was. I was. It was just one of those days. I think we all have those days, and it was one of those days for me. And I just started thinking and I just started writing it down in the notes section of my phone and I was like you know what I think I'm gonna start a blog and literally that night it was like 11 p.m and I went on to WordPress and I started this blog and I just started typing and I poured my heart out and I shared it to with one of my good friends and I was like I don't know. Should I share and she's like please she's like I think that you will see like you will get so much support. And I did it. And um, my friend who actually started a company where she helps build websites, um, she helped me build this beautiful website that I cannot take credit for because I am not great with computers and technology, but she like really helped me build this. I'm going to shout out. Um, if you're listening, Bestie over there, um, always looking for someone to code so that I don't have to. Just putting the plug out there because this website is beautiful. Thank you. And and just so you know, it's two dogs and a laptop is her um, Instagram name. Um, but literally, she was instrumental and so helpful in, you know, helping me get, you know, my words out there. And I have to admit, when I went live, I was, I've never been more scared in my life because it was pretty raw. And it was just everything I felt. And it was there, it was out there for the world. So um, that's pretty much what my blog's about. It's that I'm just I'm being real. I'm, I'm talking about I'm writing about things that I feel every day that I think, you know, parents that have children or people that may be diagnosed with a rare disease or illness or have chronic illness, or even a parent that doesn't that maybe, you know, they just understand what I'm going through because everyone has something that they deal with, whether it's on a Mm -hmm. smaller scale or, you know, a bigger scale. But 
I just, I really wanted to make those connections and obviously create more awareness about, you know, what I'm going through, what my child's going through. And, and really, I just want the world to be more accepting of, you know, my child, her friends, strangers, you know, it's, it's just, it's very important to me. I love it. So what are your plans for Mama Bear for Rare? Like, um, in the next six months, like what, where do you hope to be? Um, I mean, you're making tons of moves. You're, I like see you everywhere. I love it. I saw you on Clubhouse the other day. Got so excited. Definitely gonna pull you in. Make sure you know I'm going to pull you into a room and to talk with me um, because I think the world needs to hear your voice. But hey, talk about that again after. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Thank you. Um, I, you know, really my first and foremost, you know, the thing that I really want to do is keep spreading awareness and um, letting people know, you know, what, what we're experiencing, but also what Jordan's guardian angels, like what, what they're about and um, you know, where science is moving. I think that personally, I want to, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking, I love talking. Like I love this forum. Um, I love writing still, but I, I'm also looking at this new outlet of, talking to people like you, like it just, it's so helpful. And it's, it's so cathartic. It just feels, it feels good. It feels natural. It feels right. So I don't know, maybe I'm sorry. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> Mama bear for rare. I'm telling you, you heard it here first. I'll make sure you know when the release date is guys, because exclusive info. <laughs> I'm coming. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes, but really at the end of the day, I just, I just want the best for my child. And, and I, I don't want to sit here and do nothing. And I feel like this is definitely the beginning of being an advocate and really just learning how to help others that don't know and um, make the world just a better place for my child. I love that. I love that so much. I'm so excited to see you know, where you're going and how far you'll take this. Um, although I like have put it out there 17 times, where can people find you to connect with you? Girl, I am everywhere now. I am on Instagram, um, my blog. I have a TikTok. I just joined Twitter. I'm on Clubhouse. Um, but you know, they can find me probably on Instagram is probably the easiest way because I'm on it quite a bit. Um, so yeah, so, and, and my name is Mama Bear Ferrer, um, pretty much everywhere you look on social media, that's, that's what I go by. So I, as always friends, I'm going to link all that good stuff down in the show notes. So go ahead, click, subscribe to her newsletter, follow her on social. Her energy is amazing. I'm sure you've all felt it. Michelle, thank you so much for being here today and being vulnerable, sharing your story. It is not an easy decision to make, but you know, you made a difference to this one. Thank you so much for having me and taking the time. And honestly, this was one of the best conversations I've had in a really long time. So I, I just, I loved being a guest and I hope we can do this again. Oh, you're not getting rid of me, girl. <laughs> and as always, thank you to our listeners who tune in every week as we try to bridge the gap between rare disease and the rest of the world. Until next time, live large and stay rare. Catch us next week for another episode. To continue the conversation about rare disease and all the unknowns that comes with it, join our Facebook group. Want even more rare? 
Become a VRP member on Patreon and learn more about our stories or how to share yours by visiting bwspod.com.